0: Welcome to BitStorm, the comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design I'm Trevor Scott and with me as always is Ben Slinger G'day Howdy Hi (laughs) How you been?
1: (laughs) Good, it's it's podcast night It's always fun on podcast night so, uh, are we going to do anything special this week?
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, it it is episode 69.
1: Nice. Nice. Should we just, every game has to be sex-related? Just, uh, uh, just to really make things awkward <laughs> and
0: <laughs> really push
1: those boundaries?
0: Um, <laughs>
1: well, it has to contain mm, a sex scene of some
0: form or another. <laughs> yeah. And that sex scene can just be on in the background somewhere. Now, if we don't mention it, it's it's in the background.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll forget right.
0: about it by about game two. <laughs> yeah, it just throws it throws it into the background.
1: Um, well, we'll we'll see how we go.
0: Oh, and it's episode number one hundred and one because we forgot to celebrate our collective one hundred last week. That's so right. Congratulations. That's
1: right. Between Bitstorm and our previous podcast, Two Sorry Dads, we have done hundred episodes without missing a week. Also. Congratulations, Trevor. Well,
0: Congratulations, Benjamin.
1: Well done, us.
0: Yay. Now that anyway. our circular masturbatory session is over, <laughs> um, let's play some Click Pitch.
1: So, Click Pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one click, we each click refresh and get a new word. And we will put those words together and come up with a game design. That's what it's all about. So, let's do it. Three, two, one three, click.
0: Do one click. <laughs> Do you want to go first? No, I'll let you go first.
1: <laughs> Mine's just on theme. Hardening.
0: <laughs> Dictate. <laughs> I thought
1: you literally had dick for a second.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, okay. Dictate. Hardening. Uh, now I can't actually get my mind off of penises to come up with an actual <laughs> game.
0: Okay. So, I've gone to a otherworldly sort of sort of um idea. Okay. We're on a, on another planet yep. in which everyone is ruled rather harshly under a under a rather hard dictator. Okay. So So you've used both words right there. Yes. So the the idea being that, you know, it's it's maybe a communist sort of society and could be a rather serious game in which Know, you you're dealing with the struggles, but you're not having to say that it's any country on Earth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Okay.
0: But I also thought you could have some really unusual sex scenes because, <laughs> you know, we don't know what, what alien, like, bio- biology is about. So
1: Right, you know, right. Okay. Get
0: the creative juices now, flowing as it what were. what
1: I thought could be interesting <laughs> is, so, my word was actually hardening. So, maybe- yes maybe this is the story of the dictator as they come to power and they initially, like, are not that much of a hard-ass and they have empathy and such, but it's the story of how they became this horrible, hard dictator. Yep. And, yeah, they can still be aliens. Sure. (laughs) Why not? Yeah, Yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, how would that begin? It could be a very, you know, the the son or daughter of the the current- leader or, or maybe of just someone high up in the government who then involves their child somehow in like a, a, a military coup and takes over. Yep. And then, yeah, you sort of living life through this child's eyes and seeing. I guess, with the atrocities that your father, you know, commits, and eventually you take power and you try to rule a bit better, but, I don't know, you get put in situations um, where- st-
0: I kind of yeah. like the idea that you actually play the child of, like, a butler in the um uh, dictator's mansion. Okay. So, you're a friend of, of the future dictator at the start, so-
1: Oh, so you, you're sort of watching- this happened to someone else. You're
0: watching, and and you know, at first you're sort of playing in the mansion with this young child. You you become friends with him. Yeah, and you know he he then you know gives you a position in in the government when he takes over. And
1: right, so you can and you maybe become his conscience of sorts, like guiding him. Yeah, and confidant. Yeah, that's good because then you can lead up to the really heart wrenching scene where the dictator finally like has to push you aside and and. Betray you basically as because they've just big like to keep power they have to use a show of force or whatever.
0: Yeah. And some of that show of force could be literally murdering their own citizens sort of
1: Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh,
0: no, I know. it could be a really interesting thing of, mm. you know, Wenders friendship sort of Yeah, that would be um, a really
1: interesting story for sure. Yeah, I like can't what Yeah, I, just- I was gonna
0: actually say to finish that off, but yes, you got what I meant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Like when when does yeah, when when does the power of, of a dictator sort of take over from the, f- like,
0: yeah, the friendship?
1: I don't know how to put that either, but we know where we're get- we know what we're getting at, and it's interesting.
0: I hope that everyone else knows what we're getting at. <laughs> I hope so,
1: because we're kind of <laughs> rambling. All right, I think, yeah. Oh, the other- and, of course, the other option there is just alien sex organs, and it's like you procedurally generate how they fuck each other or something. You, you dictate how um, what gets hard. There
0: you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other question I had around, like, the alien race, because hmm. I still love it being being that it's an alien race, is, like, is it is it like a, a binary sort of um, system in, in that, you know, you've got male and female, or is it is there three genders, or is there, like, is it... Singular gender, or, or yeah, you is could that another thing that you can lead down to chance?
1: <laughs> yeah, you could explore that in interesting ways. And again, kind of abstracted away from, like any good sci-fi, abstracted away from actual goings on in the real world, but, but reflect them in certain ways. Yeah, and maybe there are. And look, we're obviously not trying to enforce the gender binary ourselves, but- that- yeah it could be interesting of you know there are multiple like more than two dis- distinct genders and one of them is being you know you could use it as an allegory for um sexism here or or race or whatever just just having some way that uh, one particular subgroup is is being oppressed. Yes. Um yeah. Yeah that could be that could be interesting. Well, and particularly if you if you do bring in some sci-fi and maybe like there's they can change gender, like actually, well, change sex, physically I guess, change. like physically change yeah. sex, yeah. and that could bring in even some interesting, like, trans stuff around what that means if, uh, you know, sex versus gender and <laughs> different things. So, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we're going into uncharted territory there for us two cis for white us guys. us
0: white guys who, you know.
1: <laughs> but I, there, I think there are, obviously, there are very interesting stories
0: there to be told. Uh, I'm not sure we're, we're the ones to tell them, but no. But we're, we're thinking of, of you know, hiring someone to actually help us get we the story. If we were to make though, this game, no.
1: yeah. We yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would make should have a diverse writer's room uh, to, oh, yeah. to make the stories very interesting. Yeah, look, this could be a, co- like, I'm almost thinking of a, well, I, I was going to say a Mass Effect style RPG, but not with, not necessarily with the combat, but a bit of an RPG where you do get to explore a lot of different stories off of the main path of this guy's, the dictator's story. Um, yeah, like, and you, just you the actually... different ways that this society works and, and how it's changing under this dictatorship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, what I was thinking is you've, you've, You could have sort of like – I know that uh, something that's happening in, in, say, the monarchy today is – Say you've got uh, Camilla and Charles that just turned up for the for the Commonwealth Games, so you could have sort of like one of your roles is to go out and and like see the people as part of your as part of your role and go to like sporting events for them and open up moles, or something like that, and right. you get to see the oppression from up on the stage, and then you then you finally get to experience it for yourself and. Mm. realize that some of the some of the decisions that you made were not necessarily the greatest either
1: that you're right that you as the dictator's friend made yeah yeah I think there's that there's definitely some interesting stories to be told there and I like the definitely. idea of, of setting in an, in an alien in an alien world completely like I don't think there should be any humans in it at all oh definitely not um and just using that in the classic sci-fi way of yeah
0: exploring modern issues but it just got really weird in the middle with all that you know, that massive um, sex orgy. That, yeah. That yeah, well
1: <laughs> this is the thing, like with that with the fact that they can physically change sex at certain points in their life, like that leads to a lot of opportunities there for for <laughs> grand orgies. Yeah. <laughs> right, I think That's a three year <laughs> old. <one like laughs> annoying
0: Comprehension. Annoying comprehension. <laughs> that's a <laughs> that's a
1: of it. it's, it's
0: all about a game that's so abstract that it's like annoying to try and comprehend
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like the witness except it's not set even close to the real world like all the all the puzzles in the in the witness are abstract but you learn it as you go and but this is just like not it's not even set on just an island it's just set in like shapes and colors and as you turn around like things change I don't know yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> and all the puzzles are sex-based.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, they're all, they all—they all involve getting <laughs> genitals into or around other
0: genitals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think I think I was clicking on that one.
0: Yeah, that was. We at least came up with with something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> genital puzzle games—you know—are going to be a
1: big hit amongst. Teenagers, I guess. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Three to one click. Yeah. Moderation.
1: Lighting. Okay. So I can kind of think of some interesting mechanics around sort of how bright a light is, um, having to do something with shining lights of different intensities, maybe mixing lights, like colors and things.
0: Yeah. I was actually just thinking that it's a game in which you're, Working as part of like a theatre production mm. and having to light the scene.
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: That's actually interesting.
1: Uh, I, I guess where do the where do the challenges come from? Like, I do like the idea of I, it's I,
0: improvised theatre. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. So you don't. Well, yeah. Okay. I, I think there could be different challenges. Some are around just hitting your cues right um, yeah. on something that is pre. You know. Scripted. Uh is this VR? I feel like it could be interesting in VR where you literally have to move from light to light and, and physically grab them and point them.
0: Okay, so it's room scale only. Yep.
1: Well you could teleport between lights. But okay. yeah. You know, you're you're up in the what what do you call it? The what are those called? The platforms that the are above booth? the stage. <laughs> no, I'm thinking like the I'm thinking like you're literally up on the platforms above the stage and having to physically move the spotlights. Like, catwalk? Yeah, I guess the catwalk up there? And, yeah, and you've got your lighting controls up there, too,
0: perhaps. And the little sliders to to go for intensity and-
1: Yeah, although, again, I kind of like that idea that it's much more physical than that. Look, this probably isn't at all realistic, but if you have to, like, move over that light and turn it down to half intensity and point it over here, and then before, you know, this particular thing happens on stage, move over to the other light, change the color gel, and change the intensity Mm -hmm. and point it there- and, you know, and really, and hit all your cues um, based on based on the script and based on what's supposed to happen. That could be really cool. You could, you know, basically you just get different scenes yep. that are that are happening on stage. And look, there's, there'd be a fair bit of work that goes into the animation of just these different scenes. But maybe you just you could even make them interesting enough that maybe there are some random elements to them that change a bit each time, so you're not just watching the exact same animations and 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 hearing the exact right. same. Yep. acting every time, but but even if you were, like the challenge of you could really get those challenges of getting the timing down right and the colours down right and the intensity right. That's
0: that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um so what I was actually thinking as well is you could have some puzzle elements of like okay, you need a, a green wash for, for this one over here, but the gels that you've got is mm, is only yeah. you know primary colours. So it's you only gotta got a, think of a
1: blue and a yellow so you gotta yeah.
0: But but then you've you know you got a dual blue one over here so okay how, what do you compromise on what's more important and yeah and or just there-
1: or just that it adds extra actions that you need to take based on the cues um, or maybe it's even that you there's a planning stage where ahead of time you know you've only got a blue and a yellow so you you can't use like green and blue at, you know too close together on two different lights because it's going to take too long to change them over. And you're never gonna yep. you're never gonna hit those marks. And yeah, you, that's you, cool.
0: If the if it's been on for too long, then then the gel gets too hot. Yeah, yeah. Like you could actually, you know, have a thing where your hand starts getting red, and you know, you, <laughs> you,
1: yeah, you got to be careful not to put your own it, hand
0: in front of the lights and stuff too, because they're like
1: super hot. Um, I, I like the idea of also bringing like pyrotechnics into it. So you also control, you know, in certain, cause it could, it could be not just like theater, but, um, music shows and stuff. Yep. Um, so yeah, you gotta like time the fire blasts or the, you know, um, flash bombs or whatever to the music and hit them at the right time. Uh, cool. Yeah, that could be cool. Make sure nobody's too close to them on stage. <laughs> Yep. can, like, end up taking out the lead singer, the flash flash bomb.
0: You know, make, make sure that you don't light the sex scene too too harshly.
1: Right, yeah, this, this, there <laughs> you go. Like, there's a very R-rated theatre sh- um, show of, of something raunchy. Uh, you gotta, yeah, you can't light it too harshly because you'll see the sock on the guy's penis.
0: <laughs> and the patch on the other guy <laughs> covering his ass. Yeah, there you go. Um
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I like that idea. that That'd be fun. That'd be fun. And and you can just you can make it look really nice. Obviously, like there's just something fun about dynamic lighting, right? Now. Oh, definitely. Cre- definitely. Create create interesting shadow puppets, shadow shapes.
0: <laughs> but again, don't get your hand too close. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I meant with the actors, just like by point oh. <laughs> by pointing the light at them in certain ways. Like creates <laughs> shadows behind them that
0: are
1: <laughs> dirty or something.
0: So so you gotta be very careful during like the pantomime mm. sort of mm. ones for the for the kids that you don't you don't show something. That's boring, it. You so- don't make
1: <laughs> lewd lewd shadows behind them. There's actually a challenge <laughs> where like all the things that are happening <laughs> on stage make it really easy to just make it look like the shadows are <laughs> fucking behind them or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I love that. (laughs) Uh, That's really good. All right. Three, two, one, click. (laughs) Assault. Procedure. Assault procedure. Okay. One thing I've never really seen Mm. is like a procedural generation of like a Rainbow Six style game where- Okay. Where basically you could be called into, you know- um you know, something going down in the in this house, um, a procedurally generated house is yep. is sort of picked up and you've got to you've got to come up with, you know, entry, exit, all that sort of stuff. And basically yeah. you're you're having to do all different styles of missions, all different type of perpetrators and that sort of stuff. Alright. Basically you you as a um as a police officer, quite often it's it's always going to be, you know, different each time that you do something. So just being able to
1: Alright, so I'm gonna I'm going to add some stuff here. Um cool. I like the idea. Procedurally, procedurally generated makes me think of roguelikes. So, maybe we could add some roguelike elements into it. And just because I find regular sort of police SWAT stuff a little bit boring, I'm going to do the exact same thing I've done before, and I'm going to turn it into wizards. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a super serious <laughs> wizard SWAT team. <laughs> having to like assault, make an assault on a building, okay. But instead of guns and handcuffs and like breaching tools, you've got a fucking wand or a staff or a familiar who runs in and like scopes things out.
0: Okay, so uh, I've got I've got exactly what what you're wanting to do. All right, I'm trying to remember the the exact department, but in oh yeah, yeah, Harry um, Potter. You have the auras like. Yes, the auras. Yeah. So basically, you're part of the auras. Nice. It's in the Harry Potter world. Yep. And in the Aura uh,
1: Tactical team.
0: Yeah. So you've you've got basically people using magic on muggles. You've got um yep. different devices being being sort of enchanted and, and yeah.
1: You the got whole s- idea you got someone someone um like holding hostages in um fuck what is it Grim what's the bank Gringotts Gringotts yes Gringotts. Yeah, so you got to like assault, like get into Gringotts and try not to get anyone killed because they've got a Kadavra charged on their wands, ready to go off in a second. But no, that'd be cool. You could have all sorts of magical traps and stuff, yep. um, creatures and things that they use. Yeah, that could be a fun.
0: You could have some cool uh, wizarding du- duels that you got to you got to yeah, go on. But the totally. the idea that you know, sometimes go a little bit further into it. Sometimes you gotta you gotta go with the unforgivable some curses. Of the, some eventually. of the unforgivable curses, yeah, to get to make it happen. Totally. <laughs> Your team says you gotta fight fire with fire. If they're gonna use if they're gonna use one of the unforgivable curses on, on you, you've got to use one of the unforgivable curses on them first. <laughs> That's right. Cruciatus. Cruciatis a motherfucker. Is that what it is? <laughs> yes, yeah, so a rogue like um where you're working in the Auras department that, that could be really cool.
1: Yeah. So, how can we bring some rogue, roguelike elements into it? Um, I, I, I think just learning spells and learning and getting tools and learning, like, traps to out to set or, or ways to expose traps and different things uh, um, across different, like, rounds could be good. Um, you know, maybe the permadeath comes in in that you start as one particular aura and they get experience as they go, but they also unlock different things for just the aura, like, department as a whole knowledge yep. of different spells, you know, you're a bit of a loose cannon. So you're discovering new ways to use magic. Um, you know, this is still a relatively new thing that wizards do, I guess. Maybe it's as, maybe it's as the muggle world has sort of become, you know, more violent and, and.
0: There are more terrorist advanced.
1: attacks and things, <laughs> as has the wizard world. And so there's been a lot more of these sort of events. And so maybe the tactical, the aura tactical team is, it's actually a new part of the aura department. Um, but
0: no, it could also be cool that you, you actually get like, uh, someone come across from like a SWAT team. They, they do like an inter, interdepartmental departmental oh, transfer. okay.
1: Yep. From like the, m- and the so muggle you, police.
0: Yeah. You've, you've got a, you've got a, um, a single muggle police and, and the thing is, their their whole thing is it turns out in this world because of something that happened earlier in the in the game, mm. uh, earlier in the world or something like that. Um, some muggles were, were mistreated, so the the department decided that um, one muggle must be brought along to um to deal with right. any, any muggles in the area.
1: Okay, yeah, that's not bad. I, I I'm thinking maybe. What could be interesting is maybe the like head of this department is a squib as in wiz- oh, yep. wizard yep. parents, but they don't have magic. And so they actually went through muggle SWAT training and, and were on, <laughs> were on muggle SWAT for a while and then brought that idea back to the wizarding world and said, we like, we should be doing this. Like, give me a new department and I'm going to create an aura. Tactical team, and that's why it's this new thing, and they're still discovering ways of, of using their magic to, yeah, to like make assaults on, on hostage situations, and, and, um, you know, where, when they know where the, the fucking bad guys are.
0: Um, there's, there's one thing that I, uh, that I definitely want in at least one of the cutscenes. Yeah. That this, this squib, um, I'm, I'm imagining that they've never actually gone to, you know, Diagon Alley. Right. Um, but they they keep on saying, okay, so when you move into the room, move diagonally. And <laughs> everyone laughs. laughs.
1: Move diagonally. was <laughs> gonna say it in a way. <laughs> and
0: everyone just pisses themselves laughing it's it's like, like what? what the fuck are yeah. you
1: doing? <laughs> yeah, I think maybe this this wizard's this squib's parents, wizard parents like sent him away when they realized that he was a squib, like when he was quite young.
0: Or sort of like mm. sort of like a Harry Potter like character, except he's a squib so therefore <laughs> yeah okay but <laughs> he never got called up and never found out that right, you know, he was yeah. Part so when of a he was in world. like his
1: 30s something tipped him off or he went looking for his parents and he stumbled yep. across the wizarding world and by then he'd already yeah had his life his muggle life you know getting getting high up in the SWAT team and stuff yeah that's cool um well and i like the idea then that you also have have missions that are on purely muggle Events?
0: Oh, were you? Were you got maybe wizard terrorists that you're trying to? No, I think I think down?
1: I think sometimes you literally because because the the head of the department is a squib, like he's got a soft, soft soft spot for muggles. So literally, you have to do missions where you're protecting muggles from muggles, and you have to do it <laughs> so, so like without them seeing that you're a wizard. So like, it adds this extra <laughs> challenge of stealthily using your magic. To like take down a literal bank robber, like a muggle bank robber, um, oh, or terrorist or something. <laughs> yeah, that could be really cool. So as long as no one's watching, you can like fucking expelliarmus the gun out of their hands. But otherwise, you have to you have to do it.
0: You know, and then very quickly memory wipe them. <laughs> yeah, totally. What's that uh, Oblivy Obliv-
1: something? Obliviate. Obliviate. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Just showing how much. Of uh, how big bigger Harry Potter nerds we are, but that's okay.
0: Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think I like where, where the order. sex scene's going to come in. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, well, maybe one of the missions is like there's a hostage situation on a porn set.
0: <laughs> wizard porn, <laughs> they're though. Go, they're still just going at it.
1: <laughs> well, you bust in the window. Like, well, maybe it's not a hostage situation. Maybe it's like, maybe it's illegal wizard porn. Maybe it's porn between like a wizard and a muggle, and you know there's still a lot of conservative ideas in the wizarding world, and so that's actually illegal. Like it's not illegal for wizards and (laughs) muggles.
0: Yeah, that's it. Dildos aren't cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. You used wizard. You use magic on a muggle item. That giant
0: dildo It gets bigger when it when it gets wet. Oh God.
1: 69, episode 69. Nice. Let's click again.
0: Nice. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Gentleman.
1: Attach. (laughs) (laughs) So, you run a factory that creates sex bots.
0: (laughs) God, yep.
1: And... Or maybe you just work in a factory that creates sex bots and literally your first job is like- is testing like them. Testing <laughs> Well, not testing them, but like, I'm just picturing this <laughs> conveyor belt with these like gentlemen sex bots going past and you've just got all these mechanical penises that are in front of you and you're having to make sure that they're functional before like just attaching them. And this is VR, of course. Attaching them to
0: the crotch-
1: and there's all different types, and so maybe you have to fulfill orders. Like, some of them have different attachments and things.
0: Oh, you got, you got to actually look at like the little, little sign on the side that actually says the size that you need to attach to this. Yeah,
1: different sizes, different like textures, or, or just like the more expensive ones can change from ribbed to smooth to dragoncock or whatever. People, yeah. bargain
0: basement one is is literally, you know, the the one size.
1: It's just an inanimate carbon rod.
0: <laughs> Damn you, inanimate <laughs> carbon rod!
1: <laughs> um, yeah. And so, like, that's one. That's one level. Yep. Um, where can we go <laughs> from there? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> that might. That should maybe be the only level. <laughs>
0: It, it's just an experience, you know. Yeah, it's just one of those VR, VR ex- short VR experiences. It's free, of course.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fade up from black, conveyor belt of cockless robots,
0: <laughs> and a bunch of cops. And you got orders.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just pops up in front of you, um, you know, the deluxe size uh, medium and a half with the um, laser attachment, the, the heating. <laughs> <laughs> Heat-seeking. Uh, the heat-seeking. <laughs> the hole-seeking. All right. Three, two, one, click.
0: <laughs> yeah, God.
1: Correspondence. Parallel. Okay. My first thought for parallel correspondence, and I'm not entirely sure how this can be made into a game, but you could maybe abstract it away a bit, is in a world where we don't have instant communication of the internet and we have to, like, write letters- Uh, That takes some time to deliver. I'm imagining a situation where two people are writing letters to each other, but what keeps happening is one person writes a letter and delivers it while the other letter is in um, transit to them. And so, they keep getting their messages mixed up because before, like, a response comes or before sort of something is cleared up, they've already replied and sent a letter. And so, the parallel comes from- They're traveling in, in parallel, right? You get this situation yep. where a letter one person has written arrives to the other person after they've just written the letter that was responding to the letter before it. Um, <laughs> and so, there's this weird information delay. And so, look, it doesn't have to be about letters between people. Maybe it's some other sort of transmission where there's that sort of kind of delay. And and you could maybe get some gameplay out of out of how that would cause sort of issues with, with what information people have.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've just recently played through Killing Time at Lightspeed mm. by previous guest on the show, John Kane. Yes. Um, Gritfish. Um, I tested the iOS port for him. Nice. Um, did some testing on that. Yeah. Um, so and that, that comes have- out on April 12th. Oh, so nice. check that out. I'll be buying.
1: Oh, wait, iOS? Is it on Android?
0: Uh, I don't know. I'll have to find out. Uh,
1: yeah, well, that
0: you can get on get on the steam though. Yeah, yeah, I can just pick it up on Steam. Yeah. Uh,
1: it seems like it'd be a good phone game though.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was um, really quite an interesting. That, yeah, and that game definitely had like
1: time elements of of communication, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: So so you're traveling at light speed away to another colony, and there's stuff happening on Earth, and um, you know the. Speed of communication isn't necessarily as you know. Uh, you're traveling much much slower to outside observers. Yeah. So yeah. what what is like an hour long travel for you? There's many many years on going on on Earth. So the idea that you know you can you can respond to someone's comment, but it's like um, that comment was from like a year or so ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm sort of getting reminded of. Yeah. But well, the we could of-
1: definitely have something like that. Where so maybe it is so it's not the exact same thing where you're moving away from someone else and so time because I assume the delay yeah. gets longer and longer throughout that game.
0: Uh, so sort of, somewhat anyway. they do have some some sort of instantaneous communication, right? Um, in that you know people people pretty much instantaneously reply to you when you send something off. But what I was actually thinking is, say this is a game based where you're you on the on the first ever Mars colony mm-hmm. and your girlfriend is back on earth so any communication you know yep. it's sort of only 15 minutes apart or whatever it is yeah but it's still that one of those things that is the sort of thing in, i was
1: thinking of yeah yeah um, because i like the idea someone, of
0: something could be happening in both in both places at yeah, the same time
1: yeah look that uh, so yeah it could be interesting doing that in real time uh There'd be some challenges there, but I like that idea. That yeah, look, you can you can send something off, and then you can either just wait for a response to that. But that's difficult, right? And so if you send if you send something else two minutes later, then the you need to sort of remember that the first thing that you're going to get back is probably in response to that first thing, even though you've sent other things in the meantime. Anyway, okay, yeah, you go.
0: It's a VR cooperative game. Okay, where voice. Between you and your partner (laughs) are 30 seconds apart. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. So, and if you need help from someone, you know, (laughs) and you start talking and they've already been talking, you've got to quickly shut up and and listen to what they've been saying and that sort of stuff. So, it's basically
1: the experience that if you were streaming something on Twitch, but the only way you could communicate with them was via the stream.
0: (laughs) Yep. Um so so the idea being that you're both in VR say you one person's on the Mars colony one person's in on earth and you've got to help the other person get mm. through get through some sort of um by
1: like disabling I mean, things it, at it, it the right time ha- or
0: it doesn't even have to be like 30 seconds it can only it can only Maybe five or six seconds, and that'll still kind of throw you a bit because- Well, maybe it varies. Maybe it varies at different
1: parts of the game, um, depending on different things that happen. Because I like the idea that it gives you the challenge of of having to find some way to communicate an exact instant. Do you know what I mean? Like- you know, you need to be in view of a clock, or you, you you need to both know know exactly what the delay is, and have some way of measuring it, or have some external signal. You know, maybe it's maybe in one area you've got like I mean, it's difficult when they're on fucking different planets. <laughs> maybe you got to like do it via a fucking like a via the spinning of a pulsar or something <laughs> that you could both see. uh, uh
0: that's the exact equidistant.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think,
0: yeah, that's true. There's still
1: going to be the delay. Well, but if you know the exact light distance from Mars to Earth, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but then it gets to the 15 minute thing again, and that's not going to be any fun in the op game. The first 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes of any co-op game. Well, maybe game it's is not. Like, maybe is it's- this person hearing me? <laughs> right.
1: Maybe it's not between planets, because I feel like that limits the sort of signals you could use to actually sync
0: your actions up. Okay. It's in a universe in where um, dial-up was <laughs> the only internet that they sort of <laughs> ever ever- Developed, but they still manage to get like well, yeah. video conferencing happening on it. It's just that random delays can happen depending on the sort of security that you need.
1: Well, look, <laughs> I mean, or we could just come up with a reason, like we could just McGuffin it, or or or, or techno babble it, or whatever, yep. to say that you know maybe this is happening in a in a science lab where there's sort of weird time radiation or something. Um, that that just affects your <laughs> radios. <laughs> so, because I I kind of like the idea of having to do things like uh, like. So I had the idea of you're on you're both in two different rooms that are just separated by glass, um, but you have to do something simultaneously, and so yep. there's something you can both see that you have to like trigger that by. You have to say like, you know, um, after this happens. The third time the light goes red, that's when you do it, or something like that, okay, right? Yep. So, just to give that sort of challenge of of setting up uh, a timing based thing, uh, yeah, where you you don't even you don't necessarily even know what your delay is, and I like the idea of it varying at different points in the story as well, and and you having yep. to like figure out ways to remeasure it.
0: I mean, you could even say that it's um, you're a scientist at at CERN. Yeah. And, you know, um, there's been some sort of time dilation through the- um, Yeah, look, they, the, they fire up the, the, the particle accelerator.
1: Did. Turns out the Higgs, Higgs boson is uh, is is multiplying. <laughs> and, I don't know. Like I said- <laughs> You check it
0: in a microscope. It's just fucking. <laughs>
1: it's just fucking. There's the sex scene. The Higgs bosons are, f- are, mold- are fucking, they're, they're all breathing and it's affecting the time dilation of our radios, uh, but not, about, not of light, just not of light in our visual frequency, just within our radio frequencies.
0: Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's I kind like of interesting.
1: That's kind of cool. But maybe, maybe the, at the end you realize it's affecting just sound as well. So even though you're in the same room, you can see someone's mouth mouth moving, but you don't get the sound of it for like 11 seconds. Um, or it's just,
0: just a- it's just enough off that you that you because you're close to each other. Yeah, but may- the further away that you get, the um, maybe yeah, the I longer it sort of gets. That's I mean, cool.
1: though. <laughs> I, I, I really, yeah, I really actually do like this. That's almost that's a really hardcore kind of game mechanic. I feel like where you you're literally having to like time it on your watch. Um, you know, you'd have to, if it's VR, you'd have to, you could give them some some good tools for like measuring time locally, so that you could you could really. Um, Measure it against the, the so you can measure the, the delay and stuff.
0: Whereas in reality, and this is not in the game, but in in the actual um, the way that you did the game code is just the fact that the audio um, loses sync. Yeah, <laughs> so well you, that's it a, you
1: know, it'd be it'd be really sensitive to actual real life uh, audio delays too. That would that could possibly be an issue.
0: <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, three, two, one.
1: I'm, I'm amused. We got the sex scene into that one.
0: Oh yeah, I, I was looking for it. <laughs>
1: diagonal Alley. No, I got diagonal <laughs>
0: <laughs> phrase. <A>
1: diagonal <laughs> phrase. Oh, jeez, that's that's sort of tough. Um, how can you phrase something diagonally? Um, phrase. Is there any other sort of like? way we can use phrase that's not about specifically text and stuff.
0: Well, it can just be even a MacGuffin as you sort of said in the Mm. previous game but you get handed something sort of like from have you ever seen the movie Zodiac? Yeah. Where there's like some sort of code that comes Mm -hmm. that comes in Mm -hmm. and you you find that, you know the phrase is um, something about thinking along the diagonal or something like that. Okay. And that that leads into into some sort of murder mystery, but you play a um you play a reporter. Okay, all right. So not quite a police procedural.
1: So uh, yeah, yeah, chasing down right. leads. And- <laughs> I'm impressed with the way you've you've managed to turn that into a game. Well done. <laughs> um,
0: okay, so playing but- a reporter. Chasing yep, leaves. You, you live in another universe, because I'm loving this whole idea about another universes today. <laughs> okay. Um, where instead of the daily crossword, it's the daily word search.
1: All right. And, and there are words um, hidden
0: in there diagonally that yeah. are clues. So, um, it it's something that was just brought in, the <laughs> <I'll> idea of- <laughs> Sorry, I'm just super now, amused
1: that, like- I'm bringing like, up- No, no, no. The- I just- I, I, I know that newspapers don't actually have daily word searches, but that- Instead of I don't know that there's one newspaper that does have a daily word search. It's, no, it's an entirely alternate universe. They all have daily word searches. Like that's the only difference yeah. between that universe and ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the word search universe. And
0: um, all the all the gentlemen in this in this world wear bonnets, and all the ladies wear like the the sort of like bowler hats and hats. Yeah, yeah, bowler hats or whatever. Okay, yep. Just so- just
1: that's the one other difference. It's the word search. Gender swapped
0: hats world. So the idea that you know there's maybe a mystery that everyone has always thought that um, all the word searches were always up and down only. Right. Turns out there was a there was always some sort of clue to some major case in In every every single word word search ever. Yeah. For this one paper. For this one paper. So your
1: first um, first suspect. Is the word search cr- creator, the guy who creates the word search. Yep. Um, you go to talk to him first. But then,
0: but then that leads into- Are you a reporter for sort of like-
1: this paper?
0: Yep. Okay. That- so, I, I like- If, if you remember um, seeing any, like, NCIS or law mm-hmm. and order, mm-hmm. the first person and first suspect that you go to is never the one, but they lead you to the guy that leads you to the guy that leads you to the guy. Yeah, yeah of course. the well, same thing happens here. Yeah. It turns out that, like- um, the guy who created the word searches, he
1: He's been getting tips. He's literally
0: them. um well. He's been getting he paid them,
1: maybe, or
0: He was getting paid by, by someone else who was blackmailing him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And
1: what did he do? Why what what did they have on, what did they
0: have on him? Just like Yucky. really, really gruesome sex scenes. <laughs> like <laughs> sex pictures. Right, of course. Because he needed <laughs> and, to get
1: yeah. the sex scene in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was having sex yep. with a crossword. And that was What's a crossword. No, they, they know what crosswords are. They just nobody likes them, and so it's actually against the law to have sex with one.
0: And one of the things that he says is, if my wife finds out about this, she's going to have a crossword with me. Oh, fuck off!
1: <laughs> then I'll really be searching for words. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I came up with that awful pun. Yeah, well done. Uh, that, that was good. It, it, it's a different universe, and that's that's why I came up with it's a different.
1: It's a universe where Trevor <laughs> comes up with the puns, not me. Okay. So, all right. So, you're chasing down clues, and it all starts with- Oh, like, so every day, there's a new diagonal clue in the word search. There's one <laughs> word in there that is on the diagonal that you have to find, and then that's going to lead you to, like, your next- Pers- person that you talk that it's to or location, really, really hard or- because it's
0: it's only like joining words, like a or the <laughs> or I.
1: <laughs> well, I don't think it's making a sentence. I just think that it's a significant word every day that leads you to to something. Yeah. Um, yeah. This look, this would make just maybe a good point-click um, adventure yeah. or something. Yeah. I feel like uh, um, where you sort of each day is. Is its own sort of little section and it's an unraveling this story and this, this, uh, this crime lord or whatever. Who, so why are they, <laughs> is it someone who works for or near the actual criminal that's like putting the clues in there because that's the only way they can hope that this person's going to get caught or something? Like they're feeling guilty. Like, why is someone putting these clues out there? Or are they taunting someone? Like, is there, are they just, is it one of those cocky, cr- um, serial killers or whatever who,
0: who it, it could, it wants could be, to be a caught. cocky serial killer slash blackmailer. Um, I, I like the idea that, that maybe this guy's got his finger in a lot of pies. So he, they call me the pie man. He, um- <laughs> Um, the the idea that he he thinks that he's well and above everyone else, and mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. likes to keep um, all these victims aware that he's he's still around by having these this continu- these continual like words in the
1: right. End. So people who you sort of know about it will be looking for it, and yeah, maybe it's like maybe if you're. Maybe each person who is blackmailing or like has something over, or maybe he's doing something sinister where if your particular code word comes up, like you know, he's coming for you next. Yeah. And so that's how like you check it early in the day and you're like, oh shit, like it's this code word, you know, it relates to this, or you somehow figure out who, who has that code word, or maybe at a certain point in the story, you get like,
0: Book, you get the, the little black yeah, book. Yeah, you get
1: the little black book of what code words match up with uh, with everyone. Yeah.
0: You get his ledger.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's cool.
0: Uh, um, the, the the sort of interface I, I'm liking is the um, traditional LucasArts or Thimbleweed Park mm, sort of mm. interface. I like the verbs. The verbs. The verbs. Sure. Um, I, I find that they just... they. Go a little bit more in depth into what you can actually do. Yeah, and
1: often look. I think there are some challenges in coming up with reasons to have them all there, but if if we can do that, sure. And look, we're only coming up with the idea, so let's do it.
0: Um, graphics. I'm thinking like Monkey Island Two. Yeah, look. So when I go pixelated, when but- I
1: go point and click, I definitely generally think of uh, of that sort of era. Um I think for this game looks I don't think 3D would suit it.
0: No, definitely not. Um I like the idea of a hand painted background.
1: Yeah, um, maybe again a bit more broken sword sort of thing as in just a bit higher res than Monkey Island 2. Maybe we um, park. Yeah, maybe a or single still maybe true? a simple we park sort of. Well, I guess it's I guess it's also in the designs of the characters like larger characters on screen.
0: Yep. Um yeah, I like that. But, but a little bit more realistic in the mm. way that they're sort of presented. Yeah, I
1: think in a serious game like this, you want somewhat more. Maybe well, maybe a bit more like some of the Wadged Eye games, um, like um, okay. like the Blackwell series and stuff. Have you played those?
0: Oh, yep, yep, yeah, yep. I've seen them. Yeah, that's
1: cool. I'm really looking forward to his new one, Unavowed.
0: I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, that's fun. Um,
0: I reckon we've got time for one more.
1: All right, let's do one more.
0: Three, two, one, click. Censorship. Acoustic.
1: Acoustic censorship. All right. So it's, it's kind of like dirty dancing, but instead of dancing, it's music. I mean, I I feel like there have been things like that before, but uh, it's a world where, where music is outlawed or at least certain types of music, maybe censored.
0: Okay. Um, I'm, I'm now wondering if it's like an add on to that, to that lighting game that we did before. Where oh, okay. You've you've actually um you've got a swear button. <laughs> and and you've got to try and um as as <laughs> swears come up in the um
1: All right. All right.
0: Oh you you're sort of you're making sure that you well, know, you hit that hit that swear button yeah, so, it, yeah, so yeah. it covers the um
1: Well maybe let's maybe this is a sister game or a sequel or something to that theatre one where you're running a radio station in VR. Um, oh, yeah. And so you've got to do all sorts of things there, like get the levels right, and you know make sure you got the right microphones, and uh, cue, you know, send, give them cues, and switch to ads and whatever. But yeah, one of the things you have to do is you're on a five second delay, so if they swear, you got to be ready to hit that. <laughs> you got to quickly, you know, grab your headphones, see where you're actually up to in the transmission, know when it's coming, and hit that button.
0: Crazy. <laughs> Oh, I love it, and <laughs> I- I'm also liking that um, you've got maybe interludes. Like I- I'm seeing you're playing Roz from from like from Fraser, Frasier, yeah. Um, except like Fraser has um, popular music that plays in between his segments, mm. and so while you while you're getting the next call on, and you hear swearing in in the music, you've got to quickly hit the- hit the button. <laughs> Jeez.
1: <laughs> They don't come pre-censored. I guess you couldn't afford the pre-censored versions or something.
0: Sometimes they slip through.
1: Right. Sometimes they slip
0: it in. That's what she said. Uh, yeah. Um.
1: <laughs> she did. <laughs> I heard it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What, what oh. else could you get out of like a radio station sim sort of thing? Do you get to like- Is it also just running the radio station in different ways? Like scheduling guests or like deciding what shows yeah. are on? And maybe different shows have different challenges around. Do you get to the sound? Do you get to run the soundboard?
0: <laughs> I I, th- I think what it what it is is that you play a producer of a radio show, mm-hmm. um, kind of like Ross did. Yeah. And you've got to screen the call. You've got to um, determine whether you're going to actually allow them onto the air or not. Yeah. You could do any censoring that you need to do. You're running the soundboard. You're you're preparing the ads. You're doing. All these different Yeah, things. you're like
1: sending them information on like traffic and the news and stuff for different segments, um, you know, because maybe you're your drive time morning radio and they're like these wacky guys and you've got to do the soundboard for them. But at the right time, you've got to send them the traffic update and, um, you know, and yeah, and then later on you're doing the talkback section and so, yeah, you're screening the guests. And yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, the challenge Let's is just- obviously going to be <laughs> content, <laughs> For the radio, like, particularly if you've got branching, like, decisions you can make that are gonna, that should really change what's being said. Um, yeah. But I guess we won't worry about that.
0: No, <laughs> this is a no. game where there's, and- there
1: are AIs that can literally just come up with, uh, I mean, maybe you could do that. Maybe you can never have, could have an AI come up with fucking radio chatter and, and text to speech it. <laughs>
0: Well, what what I'm thinking is rather than it being like VR or something like that, you could actually just have it as almost a um, a text style thing in that um, if you need to censor something, you can literally just select with the mouse the Oh, but that's no fun. That's
1: no fun. It's got to be, actually it's gotta the be VR about the timing and-, and stuff. It doesn't have to be PBR, but that is what I was thinking. P- particularly since we were kind of making it a sister <laughs> game to the, the theatre one. Yeah. Or the,
0: the stage one.
1: Um, just being able yeah. to select it, where's the skill in that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, fine. I guess this you, you're basically. Like, yeah. You're, you're running whole radio. <laughs> whole radio yeah, like this is and- in
1: the future when we've got some AI that can literally. You know, r- create radio shows out of out of nothing. <laughs> I'm not convinced cool. that people on the actual radio aren't just AIs. I've never
0: I've never got onto a radio program before.
1: <laughs> no, I mean the hosts as well. Like I, they're so banal and not funny. I think they probably are robots. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, the, there's o- the <laughs> only
0: radio, the only radio program I've ever seen is like on Fraser. So we know that Fraser's yeah, real. the
1: Frasers. well, yeah, exactly. I mean, f- yeah, of course, and
0: Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Frasier's
1: the the realist that there is. He's who we all aspire to be. No,
0: not in the slightest. Yeah.
1: All right. I think we'll end it there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so.
1: <laughs> okay. So, this has been Bitstorm. If you'd like more Bitstorm, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, Bitstormcast. Uh, look, if 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 you had better ideas for some of the prompts this week, let us know because I'm not sure we did the best we could. Uh (laughs) We did pretty well. We did, okay. We have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BitStorm. We're also on Podchaser, where you can rate and review us, podchaser.com slash BitStorm.
0: We're on iTunes, where you can rate, review, and subscribe to us. Got a website, bitstormcast.com. Love to plug our friends at the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Just check out hashtag AGPN on Twitter. Or uh, check out on search on Facebook for the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Finally, we'd like to thank Kurudas for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure.
1: Yes, so thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger.
0: I'm Trevor Scott. Look out, he's got a gun. Expelliarmus!